What's up? What's up, Wes? Can Can you describe this child that seems to be silent and oh, Wes doesn't listen <laughs> to the podcast. I'm so sorry. ever oh, running I'm sorry. around. <laughs> uh, sorry, it it feels like when you go hang out with your your high school friends and like their new college friends, and you're like. Oh, you guys are making a lot of jokes. I don't know anything about. I'm so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> it's important to note for uh, backstory purposes. Uh, Harold wouldn't know this, but Wes, you might like this. Frankie used to play a monk named Saruta. Okay. Uh, that guy died. Yeah. And uh, through a resurrection-based mishap, he didn't come back as uh, like he got uh, rebirthed. But rebirth as a baby. I get it. We're we're in a real like Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, totally. Episode two. Totally. <laughs> That's true. We even have a little baby Groot. <laughs> yeah, you got your baby Groot. You got your baby oh, monk. Man. I'm gonna take it. Abs is very Rocket the Raccoon esque. <laughs> he's no, like, he's <laughs> super dumb, dude. Yeah, he's not nearly smart enough to be Rocket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Um, Probably more like Thrax. <laughs> yeah, he's more. Yeah. Dr- he's like Drax. Drax, Drax, sorry. Great. It sounds like you have an opening for a rocket raccoon, which I am here for. What's up, everyone? This is Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers, and this is Season 5. When we last saw the Furious Funks, they were camped out outside of Dorminir, a kingdom that is no friend to the gunslingers of the world. Their mission, to retrieve Harold and Greg, who had slowly fallen from an airship with a parachute into who knows what part of Dormineer. We talked a lot about what we wanted to do uh, for these next couple of game sessions. And if you don't know, the the Funks uh, did not originate in Pathfinder 2. It it wasn't even out at at the time. And so in order to get the feeling right in order to bring the furious funks back in the best way possible we're playing this storyline in savage worlds adventure edition there's a couple things you should know honestly when it comes to listening uh to world walkers we've always tried to make sure that the system doesn't get in the way of listening to the groups in the story so there's not much you should have to know in order to keep up but we're going to go over a few things just in case The way that dice rolls are made is that every skill, every ability score, um, pretty much everything in the game has a die associated with it. So the better your skill, the bigger the dice you get to use. In addition to that, you get to roll something called the wild die. It's an extra d6, and it's there to signify that you're not just some random NPC walking around. You're a big deal. And the whole game is roll these dice, and you have to uh, meet or beat the target number. It's usually four. Sometimes you have to roll against somebody else. If you do that, done. You did it. It's very, very straightforward. This game focuses on being fast to pick up and fast to play. So when it comes to dice, it's not very complicated. A couple things you should know is that if you beat the number you needed by four, that's basically what we would call a crit. In Savage Worlds, it's called a raise. Here's the really fun part. If you roll the maximum number on the die, so let's say you roll a d6, if you get a six, that aces are what we call exploding dice. When you roll the maximum number, you get to roll again and add the new number to the previous total, and you get to keep doing it. Uh, That makes this game crazy and really exciting, but also a bit dangerous. You can't rest. That makes this game pretty crazy because you don't know, even if you feel like you're on top of the world, it won't take long for someone to knock you down and knock you down hard. The next thing you should know is bennies. Bennies are a simple token system. In D&D, the closest thing would be inspiration. In Pathfinder 2nd Edition, you've been hearing us talk about uh, hero points. Bennies do a bit more than the standard systems. 
and I won't bore you with, there's like about 10 or 12 different things they can do. Let's just knock it out real fast and let you know. Bennies can let you do things like re-roll. They can help you avoid some damage. They can even, if you spend a point, uh, they can move the story along. You know, there's a lot of times in games where uh, someone hasn't figured out the right clue or they didn't bring the right item or they're not talking to the right person. In Savage Worlds, the game keeps moving along. So you spend a Benny and you can get the story moving along. You can get clues from your GM. You can have that one item you need. Like, it's a way to keep the game from dragging down to, well, we don't have that one thing, and so we don't know what to do. The bottom line is, bennies are awesome. The last thing you should know is initiative. One of the reasons that this game gets so crazy is because in other games, you have a standard initiative system. You roll once, and everyone just goes through the order over and over. In Savage Worlds, that's not the case. You actually use a deck of cards, and you deal the cards out, and based on how good your hand is, that's when you go first. Higher cards go first, lower cards go last. And every round, we deal out new cards. So it's another really exciting part of this game. You can't relax. You don't know what's gonna happen. You don't even know when your turn's gonna occur. So I think those are the, the basics of the game. I don't think you need to know too much to listen to. And again, that's always been a really big part, um, something that I'm always really proud of, of World Walkers. I love that we have so many listeners that don't actually play D&D or may not really know much of the rules or like don't play Pathfinder or anything else. Like we all kind of hang out together and the whole point of World Walkers, I stress all the time, we want you to feel like you're at the table with us. That's why we don't call ourselves a, uh, we, we don't build the podcast with the idea that you're listening to a podcast. You're hanging out with us. That's the point of World Walkers. So because of that, we're not going to go too much into the, uh, we're not going to do too much of a deep dive into the rules of Savage Worlds. If you want that, let me know. I'll totally put something together. Um, but for the meantime, you got the gist. You roll dice based on what your skills or your ability scores are. Uh, you get to add an extra d6 and see what that roll would have been. Dice can crit if they get four above their target number. Dice can explode if they hit their max number and you get to just keep adding numbers up and up and up and up. Bennies let you do cool things like avoid damage and they let you uh, re-roll and they can even move the story along when you're stuck. And then initiative. Initiative is just a standard deck of cards. Deal them out and see who goes first. Different every time. That's it. The game is pretty straightforward and I'd be really surprised if you were thrown off by these new mechanics. Because again, the point of Savage Worlds is get in the game, get in the story, and then try to keep up. They don't want you to have to look a bunch of rules up and things like that. It felt really good to bring this classic old school group back and get them back in the mix. If you don't know who the Furious Funks are by now, uh, I can give you just a, the briefest of recaps. They were a group of do-what-it-takes adventurers that uh, kind of ran all across the, the surface of COG, man. They uh, went up against their rivals, the Bandit Kings, uh, a number of times. They had even gotten to the point where they had uh, chased down and found a phoenix. <laughs> that whole storyline's crazy. One thing that is going to be really fun listening to this is that you're getting to experience what it's like to follow a group of established characters. A lot of times when we play through the stories of World Walkers, we're listing people at their beginning. This is a group that we played years ago that is coming back into the fold, and I'm really excited to have you all experience what's happening. There's one more thing that you'll notice. Something happened to my mic. Uh, when we got ready to go, there was an update on my computer, and uh, for whatever benefits that that update uh, provided, I don't know, at the end of it, it reset my mic settings for the uh, app I use to record. And so I did not get to record with uh, this really cool, sweet mic I use. It actually recorded the audio from, like, my computer, maybe my webcam. I'm really sorry. You guys know that I try to uh, do the best audio that I can. So forgive me for a little bit. I promise the audio gets better. Uh, but for now, 
just learn to love me again. I'm so excited to be here with you guys for this. I've been waiting to share this episode for so long. <laughs> so, and I think it also gets down into the, a little bit more into the, the crunch and the lore of COG itself. If you liked our other podcast, World Walkers COG, you're going to like this one. So hang out with us. And then uh, if you're new here, you should totally subscribe to the podcast. You can check out Patreon, patreon.com slash worldwalkers. There's a whole bunch of stuff over there. Yeah, other than that, I think it's time to get into it. Hang out with us while we explain the adventure deck and then get ready to run with the funks. That's me. Thank you so much. I'll see you in a second. So when you start a game of Savage Worlds, for better or for worse, we use something called the adventure deck. Yes. Yay! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the adventure deck um, is a set of cards that can greatly affect the outcome of the game. The higher the rank you are, the more adventure cards you get in the beginning. I'm going to deal out your adventure cards. Yeah, the adventure cool gives cool flavor that you can use in game. Yeah, gotcha. they're fun. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I'm on board. Okay, so I'm gonna deal these out. The way that this works is uh, you're going to get each card based on your rank, but you can only use one per game. So uh-huh. you may get three, can only use one. Gotcha. So. Ooh, I love this. Yeah, we'll start uh, with Wes. Harold, what is your uh, rank? I believe I am seasoned. So you get two cards. Your two cards are, first one, Renown. Play after completing a good deed. Uh, once you do, all players refresh all bennies. Oh, wow. That's cool. Your second card, Inspiration. Friendly characters add plus two to all trait rolls for the rest of this round. So that could be used in combat, and I could sing a goblin song of inspiration. However you want to play it. Yes. Callie, you are a veteran. Sally Mae is a veteran, yes. So you get through. I'm sorry. Sally Mae's a veteran. Uh, who knows what Callie is? Yeah. <laughs> Fish, I'm legendary. Callie Mae is a veteran. <laughs> you get three cards. Your first card, get Savage. Oh yeah. For the duration of one combat or scene, your character gains the benefits of any one edge, regardless of requirements for the rest of the encounter. Encounter. Yep. Seize the day. The character acts as if they had drawn a joker this round. Your next card. Mechanical malfunction. Yay! Yay! A device malfunctions in some way. A gun jams, a bowstring breaks, etc. The device can be fixed by a repair roll at minus four and ten minutes of work. If part of a larger device, one system breaks down instead. You can't break down an airship with this card. You would send a section going off. Mm-hmm. Nathan, Abs is a veteran, so Abs gets three cards. Your first one, extra effort. Play to add 1d6 to any trait roll. This roll may ace. Teamwork. All allied support rolls are doubled this round. Your last card, make no mistake. Play when facing any kind of creature with immunity or invulnerability. One character may ignore these special abilities of the creature for the duration of the round. And finally, we come to Greg. Greg gets Villainous Verbosity. Play to make an opposing wild card lose his next action by gloating or talking about his master plan. I'm glad you came here, Greg. For now, I'll explain this. <laughs> Greg has one more card. Oh, boy. What is it? Are you ready? Yep. Enemy. Oh, okay. boy. If you play this card, you choose a wild card in combat. You can no longer soak wounds from them. But then you draw three new adventure cards and pick one new one to play immediately. All right. Let us play Savage Worlds. Savage World Walkers. So, you watch as the Sky Jewel just wildly departs without any sort of elegance or safety for its passengers. And three of you, Thali Mae, Abs, and Saruta, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> are standing in the field, and you're ready to make your progress towards Dormanir. All right. Saruta tugs on your leg, uh, Abs. I look down. He points at the city. Yeah, that's where we're going. He nods, eyes and arrow, and he starts to walk <laughs> forward. Follow the leader. <laughs> Saruta's the leader. <laughs> I just wanted to be a note that the sky jewel peeled out, right? Yeah. Yep. Pretty yep. much. Sam is just like, yeah, check that out. And, you know, you've got a good stretch of road before you have to be concerned. And so you continue to make your way down the path. Um, up ahead, kind of just trotting along, is a simple wagon with two horses. And they're making their way down the road towards you. And can I have, um, before we like started getting too far too, can I have like tried to kind of conceal my rifle a bit? Yeah, in what way? Because what kind of rifle is it? It's one. the I think the forty four forty. So uh, it's a ten uh, foot tall rifle that screams. Yeah, Winchester seventy three. Yeah, so I'm not gonna lie. It's one of the best parts about this game for me is I can just what kind of rifle? Let me look. It's Winchester seventy three. See how big that fucking thing is. That hmm. How did you hide that? Um. Well, I figured at least for now she might have like. I've got it. I've got it. A giant fake bread roll. <laughs> I'm just a simple baker. <laughs> like, Come to sell my way. <clears throat> That's funny. 49.3 inches. Oh, yeah. Four foot long. That's going to be pretty. Well, you wear a, like a duster, don't you? Could I? I mean, yeah, and she's a tall lady. Could I like hide it? Yeah, yeah. You could, you could, you could, you could tuck it in, sure. Does the cart that's approaching have any, like, official insignia on it, or does it seem to be Just a, a simple traveler's cart? Yeah. Is it covered? Yep. But the rider up in front is not. Like, right. Just... Well, I don't give a damn about that guy. Is this our cart? Our cart? What do you mean? The cart. Is this our cart? Is this our inn? You're gonna take. We're gonna take the tr- the cart. You wanna? I didn't say we we're gonna take the cart. Oh, that. I asked the it... leader if we, if this was our cart. I feel like the cart just left, and uh, they're probably going to recognize it coming back in. I don't know if that's a good idea. Maybe we can at least get some uh, info from them on what the situation is in there. Okay. Kind of trots along. It's getting closer and closer. Oh, it's kind of like raise a hand up, kind of like hailing them. Just kind of. There's a hand that comes up, and it, it trots along until it gets closer to you, and there's a short robed individual who gets close mm-hmm. and then they pull their head back and their head kind of goes crooked a bit and they twist their head a little bit and they slowly pull the their hood down and um you can see that the person beneath the hood she has a kind of orange red hair and what's been described before as a as a good face when you previously met her she was very polite she was also interested in keeping the group moving along when the funk started to drag their feet. She's wrapped in a serviceable cloak to protect herself from the winds, and she brings her wagon to a halt as she leans forward, continues to squint, and says, Sally May? And who is this exactly? Uh, this is uh, a little halfling that you've worked with in the past oh. named uh, Lena. Lena? The captain of your ship was quite enamored with her. Or no, Saruta was quite yeah, enamored Saruta. with her for a time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Lena, is that you? Look, I mean, yeah. What are you doing out here? I am I'm in a, a wagon. What are you doing walking? Who's who's that? Points to Abs. Hi, I'm Abs. Oh. Just walking around with a kid. That's normal. Well that He's my friend. Oh, hi. That that's uh Theruta. Just a frozen face and just huh. <laughs> I thought I was gonna be the one to drop that bomb. You, the kid's name Saruta? D- well, no, it's it's not his name that mm. you know, it's a long story. We can uh we can go over that. Mm. Maybe uh it's just that familiar little bit of anxiety that she used to wash <laughs> over her face when she dealt with you all kind of mm-hmm. comes back as uh, someone pokes their head out from behind 
uh, the, like, you know, like the curtain that keeps the wagon covered. And they poke their head out and they're like, what? Why do we stop? What's going on? And peeking from behind the curtain uh, on the wagon is a stocky dwarf with many braids in their beard. Uh, he's chewing on something, and as he recognizes you, his unibrow slowly rises to full height. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's like nervous and kind of looks back, looks at you, wondering if uh, you're going to say something about her companion. Uh, her companion's name is Pomo, and he used to be part of an adventuring guild known as the uh, Bandit Kings, uh, uh, a group that you had had many run-ins with in the past. Do we recognize him? Oh, yeah, yeah. He was the dwarf that you guys knocked off the fucking cliff and left for dead. <laughs> you hear Abs' <laughs> knuckles crack when he makes faces. She just kind of, like, stands there a little dumbfounded, and like, huh. Huh. How the hell did you survive? Like, yeah, you say, huh? And then he goes, huh? And then she goes, huh? Ab starts looking around at all the trees looking for an archer. No trees. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then just looking around nervously, yeah, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Yeah. How, uh. Looks over at Lena and she says, What are you all doing out here? And if you take a moment, you can catch him up if you. I don't know if you want to diver- divulge all the information. Uh, probably like basics, maybe not like specifics of like who specifically or like necessarily that they're probably not necessarily that they're a gunslinger, but just that like, yeah, telling her that, you know, we're going to go and get some, uh, some companions for a well, job. This city seems to be, uh, quite a, uh. There's a lot of pageantry going on, but we left before. We just didn't feel comfortable with that. We didn't know if it was one of their national holidays or not. What uh? What are they doing? I don't. I mean, I don't know. We got out of there before things happened, but something big's happening in there. There's no doubt about that. Did, did you see anything? Ha- like, what? Why do you think they're putting up banners and colors and stuff? And they seem very excited about something. When did that start? I think it started around last night. So, Greg and Harold. Mm-hmm. Holding on to each other. Previously, the night before. (laughs) Just watching as the ship goes away from your perspective. Just kind of sway back and forth as you fly over the city walls of Dormanir. Well, Greg, I'm beginning to feel we've made a mistake. Yeah, I don't don't think this is uh, where we want to be. Uh... There are guards posted on the walls. Yep. <laughs> and they just watch as you sail over them. Greg tries Baffled. to smile as we go by. <laughs> they wave. Too late. <laughs> they continue floating and floating over the city, past buildings and shops and homes, until you find yourself, and again... Harold's at the wheel on this one, and Harold mm-hmm. has not rolled very well, so Harold is not really able to steer you all away from what you're about to land in. Oh, no. Down below, you see a dwarf. Maybe. <laughs> He's got fiery red hair. He's got these big old goggles. He's very strong and beefy. and He's got these two... Oh, you immediately recognize them. They are obviously long, um, obnoxiously complex firearms. He's looking back and forth, and there are two uh, short little people next to him, and he's keeping them covered. And he looks terrified, but resolute. And you see uh, all these other people. So one of them in like a flapping cool cloak and uh, one of them uh, smeared with like charcoal all over their face and then another one with like a blonde ponytail Um, about five of them right and they're pointing at him and they're accusing him of something and there's like paper mache or something that's like flying right behind them and you are about to land on the stage oh no uh in front of the stage, um, <laughs> partaking in whatever is about to happen, um, both what has happened and what's about to happen, good number of citizens, and there are beautiful torches placed everywhere. There are also guards. 
many, many guards. Guards to the left of the production, guards to the right. Harold, your um, <laughs> your goblin eyes, <laughs> yeah, your <laughs> eyes would immediately. What do you see spot. with your goblin eyes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, your uh, goblin or gunslinger eyes, however you want to call it, would immediately uh, note the many archers that are placed <laughs> everywhere, which is very weird because this is who knows this is a quality play, but it definitely doesn't look like it's uh, to the production level necessary. Uh, to protect it as one of the nation's uh, most uh, precious assets. And thump, you land right in the middle as your parachute gets stuck on the uh, makeshift building behind you. There's a small little (laughs) fountain next to you, and there's squirts of water. There's people inside the fountain that are like (laughs) pushing water up. (laughs) And everyone gasps. Are, are we like hanging or are we like on the stage? Kind of hanging a little. You could stretch your feet out, touch the stage if you wanted to. And yeah, the, everyone in the audience gasps, frightened as the guards come to full attention, weapons drawn. They're all carrying these large, thick, like, it looks like they're maces, maybe, but they seem absolutely brutal in their shapes. What do you all do? Greg just kind of looks up at Harold, then down. And then drops down and just kind of goes, ta-da! <laughs> yeah, Harold would, Harold would jump uh, out of Greg's arms and put his hand on Greg's head as though it was a sort of tra- trapeze act. <laughs> With hands a shaking. Someone rises from the front row. They've had their own special little chair, almost like a throne placed in the middle of the aisle. The woman that stands before you holds herself with confidence and power. She wears a blue pantsuit and wears heavy flowing cloth. It wraps around her neck and reaches well past her knees on each side. Her short auburn hair is pinned with the royal symbol of Dormineer. It's the emblem of a shield with three swords that crisscross behind it. And she stands up and she seems intrigued. She puts her hands inside her sleeves. She just kind of looks. And one of the guards, uh, must be like a more elite guard, steps forward and says, uh, Lady Ariana, your wish? And she says, I wish to see this third act, but unfortunately we have business to attend to. As the guards move in, many, many guards <laughs> to escort you out of your parachute. Yeah. Uh, is it? This is Dominar, isn't it, Harold? <laughs> I thought it was Albuquerque. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> I should have taken a lesson. Lena looks at you all and says, There is this beautiful play, I suppose, that was supposed to be uh, put together, but it got interrupted. Interrupted by. A uh, parachute, I hear. Would you believe yeah. a flying goblin? <laughs> <laughs> the, the... <laughs> the chuba goblin. The chuba goblin. <laughs> chuba goblin. Not again. The chuba goblin. Dang, damn it. Um, yeah, that uh, that sounds like my mark. All right. Pomo uh, says, who's Mark? Well, my, my marks, the people that we're going in to get. Oh. Uh, do you know what happened to him? Pomo just keeps looking at the kid. Eyes on me. Oh, all right. No, haven't heard from him since. So, um, good luck. I guess Pomo says, I, uh, sounds like you're going in there to cause a bit of a ruckus. <sighs> cause some trouble. Fuck a lot of things over. Well, you know how we do. Just his <laughs> eyes just kind of narrow. Abs gets a little tense. Maybe there's a really good thing in there you could screw up. No, I think uh, I think we'll do it. <laughs> like my <right>. marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and and Lena reaches over and puts her hand on his hand, and he's like, mm. and then she like nuzzles up next to him. She's like, "Come on, baby, don't do this. Don't be like." Huh. <laughs> and Saruta doesn't know what's going on necessarily, but still looks a little sad for no reason. <laughs> Poor little guy. Yep. <laughs> She's too old for you anyway. All right. So 
you don't, you know, any, anything else you think might be able to uh, help a bit, maybe? Be much appreciated if you have anything. Certainly don't have a group of adventurers to help us. Yeah. And they look kind of nervous and don't know what to say. They look like they're, they're on the verge of leaving. I, I guess we're holding you up then. I mean, <laughs> they both kind of look at you. It's just it's a thing. And... I didn't want to say anything. It's late. <sighs> All right. But they haven't left yet. They seem like they're going back and forth. Hey, is there something you want to say? Maybe they want us to join their new group. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Pombo leans forward. No. <laughs> no, no. The funky bandits do have a great thing to it. <laughs> funky or the kings bandit. of funk also. Great. Kings I'm of funk. Uh, that that's, throwing that's it out solid. There. That's solid. <laughs> Who are we? We're the kings of funk. <laughs> so at this point, just to kind of get us into the mood of savage worlds, <laughs> at this point you could start making rolls to try to persuade okay. them, or you could just yeah, instantly yeah. drop a Benny. And see if um, that changes anything. I'll try to persuade them, I guess. Make them come along. It's a four. You're like, are you sure you don't want to come back in a dormitory? And they're like, <laughs> ah, well, with those words, <laughs> you've convinced us. Nina says, um, I mean, if they need the help, then maybe. Pumbo's like, I just, I don't, I, how many times have we ran into each other? And how many of my personal <laughs> friends have I lost? Whoa. I mean, how many times have I fallen off a cliff? Yeah, just the one time I think. Just, but, the, uh, just the once. There's <laughs> no cliffs around, so I, I suppose things are. Look, I mean, things started off pretty sour and went away, but appears you survived. All my friends and are dead. He just kind of looks down at himself. I mean, I, all I can do is say I, I'm sorry for your losses, but it was just business. Oh, it seems upset about that. Was it personal for you? When my friends died? When your friends kept coming after us. No. I mean, it's not as if we didn't lose anybody. That was just business, right? So you understand why we had to kill your friends. He seems so upset. Uh, Look, I'm just... I would... (laughs) All right, let's... Guys, pro tip, if you've ever killed anyone's friends, don't bring it up every two sentences. <laughs> Look, I'm real sorry about how we killed all your friends. Yeah. Anyways, now that you don't have any, <laughs> he brought it up every two sentences. Why can't I talk all... about it? <laughs> I, I just put a hand on Ab's shoulder. All right, let's. Uh, we can start anew at least, whether from here on at least. I don't know. I get the impression that he doesn't like us very much. Well, fucking <laughs> <Look at> Ab's. <sighs> yep, yeah, that's a. Uh... Thank you for your observation there. Well, don't you think he'll tell on us when we get inside? He actually looks a little... He's taken aback, like... Like he either hadn't thought about it or is insulted. Come on, I mean, I think he's got a bit of honor to himself, even. I don't know. Revenge is strong. It kind of rolls back into the wagon. (sighs) All right. Well, I guess... There's a tug uh, on your pants. Look down. Saruta rubs his tummy. Uh, I'll search to see if I have a snack in my bag. Sure. Yeah, you begin to do that. Well, I guess we're not, uh, I guess you're, is it your husband now, or just got y'all to, together or something, or I don't know. Oh, I mean, he starts to blush. We're not married or anything. Right, right. Sorry. I was going to do it at the end of the play, but it was ruined. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's kind of got ruined, I guess. <laughs> All right. Well, um. Obviously, he doesn't seem very aching to helping, so... Alright, well, uh, I guess I'll wish you on your way, then. Well, they're on pretty high alert, so I guess good luck, then, she says. Are they searching as people go in? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They seem really worried something's coming. I don't understand what. Well, uh, they better hope I'm all that's coming. Dang, she says. Alright, well, y'all... You know, maybe, hmm? maybe I can help you get over the walls at least. You're not going to walk right in, are you? If you can help us get in in any way, that would be much appreciated. Yeah, and she looks kind of confused. You might remember, uh, I don't know if it came up on one of your adventures, but she had the ability to send you up walls. She only had three spells, oh, and yeah. one of them was wall walking. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. that's why Pomo hangs that's with right. her, because the next time there's a cliff... She- <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I mean, anything you can provide would be very appreciated. That would be great. Okay. And then she just uh, give me a second to go handle this. <sighs> right, sure. And apologies to him. I mean, I really would like us to... I'd like to start anew if that's what he's willing to do. Do you want to talk to him one more time? Yeah, I might, I might help a bit, maybe. Abs, you stay here. <laughs> Abs, you watch the baby. <laughs> All right, so the back doors open up courtesy of Lena. Yeah. yeah go in those back doors. And he's looking Duffy. there, and he's grinding his axe. And yeah. then he looks up, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> looks up at you. What? I just wanted to apologize. My friend... Uh... I mean, you didn't really interact with him too much before. He ain't exactly all up in there too much, so sometimes his mouth runs a bit. <laughs> so he kind of laughs. He's like... <laughs> I mean, you know, the kind of group we got sometimes. Kind of all over the place. But, uh... I mean, despite everything, I'm glad to see that you did survive, and I'm sorry things turned out the way they did with some people, but, like I said, it wasn't personal. It was just taking care of business, and Moving forward, if you wouldn't, if you'd be all right, I'd, I'd like to kind of start things fresh. You know, they are really uh, hunting for something in there. Are they? Cards are on high alert. <sighs> yeah, imagine they, they went are. through everything we had. Pat downs. They didn't even ask us our business. Don't seem like they can be paid off or nothing either. <laughs> Not dormant here. What were y'all doing in there, if you don't mind? We were dropping off some stones. Yeah, um, elemental. Y'all got them things? We did. We went out and hunted them. Damn. Here, there's good money in that, huh? There's a, a good turnaround over here, anyway. <sighs> I mean, I don't particularly care to give them too much here, but. Eh, you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes, I guess. You're going to the front door. They're gonna figure out what you are. Yeah, I know. Would you be alright if, uh, Lena there helped us out a bit? Just to get us in, at least. Just to get you in? That's all we need at least for now. <sighs> we can hopefully at least figure it out from there, but getting in's gonna be hard. Alright. He drags his axe with him. Appreciate it, and I'll hold a hand out. Takes your hand, gets out. All right. Abs, no comments. Lena, you said you could help us out a bit? I can. You know if there's a place that we could go up the wall that they wouldn't, uh... That's our best bet, and she points off, way off the road, uh, there's a small forest that's not too far away from uh, the walls of Dormineer. All right. Well, I'll trust you. With that, you begin making the next part of your journey. Now, they weren't exactly uh, gentle with Greg <laughs> or uh, Harold as they arrested you and took you to a nearby guardhouse. It was there that you can fight back if you want to, but they're stripping you of your equipment. I mean, I got nothing, so... Yeah, I think Harold would fight back as best as he could. Uh, but I'm sure it would not be a long battle. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, and so, after a good struggle, they have managed to take the equipment that they needed. Uh, when they are uh, able to find your firearm, they hold it with reverence. They hold it with a little bit of fear. They place it in a small lockbox. I will do my best to remember the people who touched it. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be a kill crazy rampage in Dormanir. Then with that you're you're kind of a, you were you were in a holding cell for a little while until eventually they were able to uh, put you in manacles and walk you out through the streets. Many people saw you. Go ahead and um, give me a notice check. 
Oh, I got a, I got, I got a five. As you're being led uh, through the city streets, there are many people who seem extremely interested in watching this kind of parade. But you, you didn't know if you were going to see like if them being afraid or worried. They seem excited. They're pointing. They never point at Greg. They only mm-hmm. point at Harold, and they seem happy. They seem joyful. They seem um, even thankful. Like they seem relieved for some uh, strange reason. Even kids who should probably be be in bed by now have been uh, woken up and pulled out in their pajamas so they can witness what's happening now. Do I get the sense that they're like, "Oh, look, we finally are going to kill a gunslinger," or if it, or if it's just like, "Hey, it's an astronaut parade." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it could be one or the other. It's sweet that you think that. While this is all happening, you do notice one last individual off to the side, and they seem like they're keeping their uh, their distance. Their body's rigid. They're leaning up against the wall, and from what you can see in the shadows, they are handsome as all get out. A little less clean shaven, but uh, they rock it. They hold it pretty well. They seem a little interested, leaning in. They look like, um, even from this distance, maybe they would uh, have something nice to, to, to talk to you about if you could just get them another time. Um, they've got a leather jacket and pants. Um, kind of fancy looking, almost like a suit, but there might be a a bit of a look of concern over their face and their body's absolutely rigid almost as if they're assessing and they're not sure what to do right now but you keep going and eventually you are escorted to a magnificent beautiful home three stories tall with glass that stretches and rises up almost like a cathedral and as you step in they basically have like buckets of water before you go in and they douse you and scrub you down. And one of them says like, you're very lucky, very, very lucky to be having this dinner. Uh, what dinner? What? What's this now? You're going to have a voice. You're going to have a dinner with the voice of the Imperium. Ah, uh, we- yes. Do I know what that is? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do we know what that is? I have, I have two questions. Sure. One, my understanding is like Dormir is all dwarves. Nope, at all. No. Okay. Next. Okay, and then the, the <laughs> yeah, not all, but is it mostly made of dwarves? Nope. Or is it okay? It's evil humans. To be fair, ever since I've been on Cog, it's been dwarf, 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 like, dwarf, 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 dwarf. These are <laughs> other assholes. Uh, okay. This is a kingdom that um, has a strong relationship with the Brotherhood. But they are a kingdom that has led um, several wars across the continent to uh, get what they want. So there is a skill on your sheet called common knowledge. Both of you can roll that. And then, oh, the person we saw in the le- the handsome man oh. in the leathery jacket. No yeah. idea who that is. Okay. Well, no. Do do we know? Is he human? I guess. Yes, he's question. human. Okay. Yeah. That's a four, so that's a success. <gasps> Ooh, I got a four. So it explodes, right? No, on a D four, yeah. Yep. So I, I got a five. <laughs> All right. So two successes. Bam. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so uh, you would know that Lady Ariana, the person who ordered uh, your arrest, is the voice of the Imperium. So basically what that means is that the Imperium is the group that rose up and helped stabilize Dormineer after the Mages' War. And there are, like I said, there's five individuals. Each one of them was a general in the war and they're trying to rebuild the kingdom, but you rarely, if ever see them, the voice of the Imperium is the person that speaks for them. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's a decree, anytime that representation is needed somewhere, it's always her. So she's as close to leadership as you'll probably ever see. So they douse you, they scrub you, try to get you as clean as possible. And then before you go inside, they have two sets of clothes. They are uh, pretty, I mean, honestly, pretty nice little suits. They're uh, (laughs) blue with gold trim. Gosh, yes. (laughs) And 
they walk you inside uh, to the first little main hallway and they have six archers on each side of this beautiful hallway. And the guard that walks you in starts to uh, unlock your manacles and say, we have no problem cleaning this up. Uh, Each one looks like a master uh, marksman. I just got this. And they they strip you naked. (laughs) Okay. This is, uh, I don't understand what's going on here. Are we in jail or are we having dinner? I don't. This is, it seems like a little bit of both. This is the nicest clothes that I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. <laughs> you but, spoil uh, me. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't feel like we're free yet. Uh, <clears throat> oh, boy. You, don't, you know what? We did ruin their play. So I you feel know, that's, like... That's true. That's true. Being a gunslinger, would I know, like... Because, you know... It sounded like you said Greg could identify that they were complex firearms. Would I would I know that like the play was about? I guess it's like at this point, it's been a while. I know a little bit as a as a person, as a player, that Dormanir possibly has a six gunslinger, but that's about like this, this seems in line with that story. Okay. I didn't know how much Because it seemed like the five well, you would have recognized one of the five. It was uh someone a little halfling desperately trying to be your master, Crosby. And then how much do I know about that character? Or is this, there was a six gunslinger and... Uh, not too much else at this point, honestly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You might have heard rumors, but Crosby never spoke of it. And Yeah, I didn't think... If you pressed, he would have flat out denied it. Okay. So, like, kind of uh, shyly putting on the clothes. <laughs> yeah, Harold, Harold puts on the clothes. He's under, he's been in this, I feel like this is slight like a flashback for Harold because there have been times when, you know, like the orcs may have made him dress up for some sort of amusement of them. And he feels similar here. He, he understands someone asserting power and when not to attack. Greg's trying to like stretch in his clothes like this is very, I feel like I can't move in this. Ah, so, are you moving forward after getting dressed? Yeah, wh- whatever they're doing, like, there is a promise of food, and though goblins don't really eat that fancy, or he doesn't need that much food, he's, he knows a discussion is coming. <laughs> so after getting dressed and getting back into the manacles, you're led forward into a grand dining hall, a uh, beautiful uh, chandelier, pure glass, candles completely covering the room on a long long table and at the head of that table it's the same individual that you met before lady ariana and um she asks you just to come forward and asks you to sit on either side of her 10 guards on either side of the room okay well first off apologies for ruining your play yeah, it was an accident. Sorry, didn't Sorry. mean to. She just yes. smiles and kinds of laughs. Lion. She <laughs> says, oh, "No problem. We've we've already uh, gotten over it." Ah, that's we did too. Huh? Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Are we <laughs> still in manacles at yeah, this point? Yeah, back in manacles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and then I guess I would take a seat. On dinner is uh, just wrapping up. It'll be out here and served momentarily. But uh, in the meantime, have a seat, and um, very much love to to know a little bit about you. I myself am an open book, so I hope that we can have a dinner and conversation sure. about some of the the back and forth and the bitterness. Uh, There's nothing to be gained from an adversarial relationship. Of course, can we get the manacles off. In time, yeah. if the conversation warrants it. Okay. okay. Just- uh, Greg, you want to start? You want me to start? Let's... I, I'm Greg. Hi. <laughs> Tries to wave. Doesn't work very well. <laughs> Looks over to Harold. Uh, I am Harold. Uh, a goblin. Puts her hand over her uh, heart and she's like, now that we've gotten that out of the way, I do know who both of you are. Oh. That, okay. Dreamwalkers. Oh, you know about us. I just That's... wanted to make sure that we could start this relationship a truthful foot. Yeah. I am okay. Lady Ariana, and I am the voice of the Imperium. 
As do, do we do we have to explain that? Do you already know? I I, I know. I think uh, you know, Harold. No, I'm <laughs> sorry. I mean, no offense. I haven't been to Dormant here. No, that makes sense. Uh, I speak for the Imperium, the um, the five generals that, from our previous loss in the Mages War, uh, they're able to rise like the Phoenix and help rebuild our beautiful, prosperous nation. Uh, Harold is very, like, nervous in this moment because the last time he spoke to a leader or a representation of a group, <laughs> he was shot That's and true. poisoned. And now you have, like, <laughs> ten people already wanting to shoot you, so... <laughs> and I think, I'm pretty sure that was, like, maybe a week yeah, ago. it, it, it was within that. the last few days, for sure. If that, yeah. So Her- Harold is, like... Excuse me, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be visually nervous. Um, uh, last time I was to speak uh, to a, to someone in the leadership council, I was shot in the neck by an arrow. So you can understand my apprehensions. Here. Precaution seems necessary. I can completely understand that. Our conversation will be fairly brief, so no, yes. no worries there. I guess the main question I have here then for you um, is how much of the Dreamwalkers do you know? Yeah. I mean, to be quite honest with you, I, I've, I've heard of your organization. I don't quite understand it, but I'm also not necessarily inquiring for more information. I'm not picking at that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be rude. I'm sure, well, I, if time permits, you can tell me all about your organization, try to recruit somebody. Oh, I'm not oh. exactly sure. No, I more was wondering if you knew about the dream hunters. No, I didn't know how how far your wisdom went. Just trying to like, nope. save all of the people, nope, you know. Not very well versed in that conversation, I suppose, that topic. Really here to help everybody here, but you know. Sure, sure. Do you know yeah. how long it's been since a gunslinger has stepped foot in Dormanir? No. But I imagine a very long time. You know, not as long not as long as you would think. Oh really? No, no. And um, <laughs> that con- that that relationship has already soured, unfortunately. Oh. And so we are looking to invest in a new relationship. Could you expand upon that? Sure. I'm, also, I'm, I have I have a very minor side question. Um, I landed here with a small toad. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she uh, pulls out a small glass box with some holes on top. Is that rash? There is nothing inside of it. Oh. And <laughs> she seems confused. What's the box for? As you can feel something hop onto your shoulder. Ah, there it is. The nuzzle and burst. And she looks absolutely baffled. <laughs> it's understandable I just wanted to make sure he was alright how did you do that what, what did he do and Rash stares at her it, no matter did, did something happen oh. seems um, really bothered you were, by that you're expanding upon uh, a relationship with a gunslinger we would very much like to work um, with someone uh, from your specific organization um, in an effort to help rebuild what we once uh, lost. Oh, is this is this about like the play that we interrupted? Yes. I'm sure I you're there familiar. was a lot of guns. Um, only in the hints and rumors department. I, I, I'm not I don't know what that was. She just kind of glances at Greg as if she forgot you were there. <laughs> uh, but I guess, well, I guess uh, I don't know a lot. Sure. I would actually love to see your play and hear more of your history. I'm a oh. bit of a buff of history. I can catch you up really fast. Again, I believe this conversation will uh, move along quite fast. Uh, yes. You surely in a rush. you must know of the six masters. Yes. Or wait, no. Uh, I think you've overcounted by one. I uh, did not. So, 
it's important for you to know. <sighs> the most efficient way to tell you this is to let you know that they were originally six masters. Five of them turned on the creator of gunsmithing, executed him. <laughs> and they stole the secrets of firearms and gunsmithing and took them from our kingdom. We are simply looking for someone to help us right that wrong and to work together with them. Will you teach us the secrets of gunsmithing? The creation of um, firearms. I'm sure as you know, uh, by the idea of how you're telling me the conversation length will go, that this will not be a tall conversation. Looks around. So that's probably a no. I'm sorry. Okay. Yep. Yeah. This is why we're able to push through this conversation so quickly. But I do want to distract you with one <laughs> other thing. <laughs> <laughs> and not in like distract you in. Oh, sorry. I've said that and it's not a great way of phrasing things. I don't have some grandmaster scheme here. I'm obviously a simple goblin and a toad with a Greg. Um, (laughs) But you know that we're dreamwalkers. I'm not only a gunslinger, I'm also a dreamwalker. Congratulations. Well, it's, you know, I'm very proud of the plaque. I'm going to put it on my wall. I didn't actually go to university. And then after that, you said what? There's a doom coming. A darkness that will destroy not only Dormineer, not only the, the, the fate flats, of the world, the worlds, maybe alternate realities, dimensions, whatever you've got. Of course, now great, great, you know about oh, it. Great, um, perfect. Sure, okay, absolutely. so those are the dream eaters, and we're trying to stop them. So we really, I'm sorry, I can't. I mean, you seem like nice people. No, no, no. I could absolutely fine. Again, we're a... moving past this because um, okay. there's it's obviously very your your simple little creed that you created to try to uh, withhold the information. Sure, sure, sure. That's fine. You also have other plans. That's fine as well. We understand. We understand that you're not going to break on this. We understand that if you've been properly trained, sure. Good. I just want to make sure that we got that out of the way so that when we move forward on our plans, there's no but way. Well, what is our plans? Or Are you talking about us are, or are you talking about... Dormineer's plans, because I want to assure Dormineer's you first plans. and foremost, the might of a kingdom is not one that you should... If you're concerned about the fate of our nations and you have the backing of a nation... But again, I already know where this conversation goes. You desperately need to complete some sort of uh, life-threatening mission, but you're not willing to team up with anyone. You're not willing to make any sacrifices. You, blah, blah, blah. That's that's fine. You're not, not going to be working with us, and that's fine. We can move on with that. Because here's, oh. as you, I'm sure you understand. I'm sure that this young gentleman understands, already uh, already knows the truth. That unfortunately. Our relationship with the Brotherhood of the Mountain has been deteriorating. More and more, uh, we have lost a number of connections with the Brotherhood. So we understand that simply working with them to help reverse engineer your firearm is not going to help. However, this is why I wanted to expedite the conversation. What you have done, two of you, is you've brought me everything that I need to finally restore Dormineer to its former glory. And she seems very excited about this because, of course, you're not going to talk. You have a little bit of a religion that you've all set up prevents you from doing anything outside that religion. But a member of the Brotherhood of the Mountain literally falling right to my fair kingdom. Uh, what? You and I, she points at Greg, we're going to work together famously to discover uh, what, the what, secrets of this what, weapon. I, I'm going to do... How's how's that going to... Uh, As a member of the Brotherhood of the Mountain. Yep. 
you're right. going to be able to reverse engineer this given time and resources of which you'll have an infinite amount sure which means that we don't really need your companion anymore so here's Oakland, how you'll let me go yeah you could just go then oh of course not here's how it's going yeah. to work well what we understand that motivation can be difficult we understand that threatening the life of your friend is not going to help in the immediate future but we do have techniques so for instance tomorrow in a show of strength of the nation we'll execute your young goblin gunslinger what? that's fine no, we'll no, get that no. out of the way right away we're not going to pretend no, 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 no. to go back don't. and forth he didn't do and then you and I, I will try to work together and if we can't well there's things we can do to motivate you I know it's going to be very hard. Hopefully, I... you decide to work with us of your own free will. Have you ever heard of torment? Oh, we certainly have. <laughs> oh, oh! I don't look, know if you understand. The I concept. am so glad that we've already got. I look. Just, and she stands I... up and she is like, "You have probably never met the sixth gunslinger because you know that was a long, long time ago." But it would only be fitting for us to execute you and bring a new birth to this nation in the very spot that he died. So she snaps her fingers. The guards oh, start wait. to come together. Yeah, at that point, maybe, uh, yeah, Harold would be like, it doesn't matter, Dorman Air will fall. Well, like, hang on, Not look. from me. It, what if I just help you because you let him go? I mean, I... Because you'll get his friends. That's how it works. Right now, Whoa. there's not a gunslinger in the world that knows he, he's here. He literally fell into our lap. We execute him quickly and quietly. Sure, his story will spread, but that'll only bring more of their equipment. This is going to be a glorious rebirth of Dormant. You're going lost in a battle that you can't win, a fight that doesn't matter. Our kingdom hasn't quite fallen yet, and she turns around mm. as they start to drag you off. When Dormant comes, and the Dream Eaters kill you all. Remember, you were warned. That wraps things up for this episode of World Walkers. Uh, thanks to the musicians. Thanks to Sirenscape for giving us access to their materials. You can find links to their work in the show notes. Uh, thank you all for hanging out with me. This episode, uh, the intro and the outro have been recorded on Father's Day. And that has been, I it's been amazing. Like, Jess took off Friday, and we got to spend time together for, like, Father's Day. We did cool stuff yesterday for Father's Day. Today, we're doing more cool stuff. Like, I am, it's crazy. I'm incredibly lucky, and I, I struggle sometimes to feel like I deserve that. I grew up with a pretty bad dad, so a lot of my focus is making sure that uh, I'm the kind of dad that Willow deserves. And that's the problem. Willow deserves the world. So I'm always trying to keep up with that. <laughs> but uh, it's it's been super cool. Last night, Willow um, came to bed super late. Like, I think, th I think she had a nightmare. And before she went to bed, she crawled over and adjusted my blanket. And I said, what are you, what are you doing? She said, well, I just want to make sure that you're tucked in. What am I supposed to do with that, guys? It's amazing. Um, so yeah, pretty lucky. And I think that uh, I I like that people give love to fathers on Father's Day. I like just as much when fathers take a moment to be thankful on on Father's Day. I think that Father's Day doesn't just have to be a a day where we spend all day like uh, giving props. It can also be a day where we decide. You know, here on out, we're going to be even better as fathers. So um, if you're out there and you're a dad, keep it up. If you're someone, you know, where this day's kind of hard because you miss your dad, I I get you. Uh, not for the dad part. My dad was a jerk. But, <laughs> but uh, my mom, I miss my mom a lot. So whenever Mother's Day comes along, I think about that too. I go through that. So um whether you're a dad, whether you're celebrating your dad, whether you're getting over your dad, or whether you miss your dad, take care. I love you all. And I don't know. I'll see you later. 
I mean, what is you said? 20 seconds of silence. My grandpa started walking around above me. So <laughs> <laughs> that was great. All right. <laughs> so. I, I felt that was really dark for a second. I was like, I hope Callie's grandpa is still alive. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what? Just the idea that he would like, he's walking above me. I can hear his oh. steps in heaven. <laughs> like, the cons- <laughs> just the phrasing of it. Like, he didn't know she was downstairs. Like, yeah, yeah. I heard my grandpa. I, I heard my grandpa walking above me. Like, he's up in heaven. Is that what you call <laughs> thunder? Or is that what's going R. on? R.I.P. <laughs> And then I felt I felt bad. I was like, I I understand that he's probably a floor above her, but I worry now that like yeah, he's first, worried now he's not going to go to heaven. Is that what you're saying? No, I worry now that I'm going to say this, and it it feels like you know, oh, you're worried he's going to die tonight because of you. Yeah, eventually, yes. That's how powerful I am. Wow. Shit, man, I have to go check on him in a little bit. It's fine. He's in God's country. Yeah. Wow. Full circle. <laughs>